Hi, I'm Big Nakuma, and I'm Audio Nerd sixty four, and we are your game friends. I was just listening to that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to bleep some of that out. No, you're not. Yeah. It's not anywhere close to thirty seconds. That's not how. That's not how that. Okay, works. but that's how everyone thinks it works, and so we're just gonna let but it. That, go. I'm. I'm here to tell you that's not <laughs> no, how that works. No, no. You can take your degrees somewhere else. This is nothing to do with my degrees. Podcast. Logging on. Disintegration, Maneater, and Iron Man VR were released. NBA 2K21, Ubisoft Forward, Devolver Direct, Military Esports, Destiny 2, some Sony news, and a super hot sequel. In these past two weeks in nerddom, SpongeBob is gay. We knew it. A bunch of games are getting TV and movie adaptations, including Fallout, Borderlands, and The Sims. Mm. Ready Player Two is coming, Batwoman news, and Disney. <sighs> Disney. Finally, in party chat, friend of the show, incredible artist, Switch companion, Bray will be joining us. We're actually going to talk about Pokemon Sword and Shield. It's a hoot. I learned a lot. It's, it's a lot. There's a lot. <sighs> and too much. And frankly, just some disturbing information. <sighs> uh, clearly we recorded that before this, and I'm you'll hear it later, y'all. It's it's I'm scarred, and now this is gonna taint the whole first half of the episode as well. I'm so glad that you I'm glad. I'm I'm happy to do that. Uh, um three games came out. Uh actually disintegration. And Maneater, I think, came out before our last episode. But, you know, we were we were getting into the groove. You know. I might have missed a few things, so sue me. Sorry. It's reparations. Yeah, that's reparations. right. Um, <laughs> Disintegration <laughs> is a first-person... It's... It, it, it's no, it's third person, but you're like behind the shoulder and you're in like a floating mech thing. Um, it doesn't matter that I don't really know what the game's about because everyone hated it. Everyone thought it was awful. Um, <laughs> no, which sucks because the guy was like a co director or developer of Halo back at Bungie, like in the heyday. Oh, how so did, how'd that get fucked up? I don't, that's what everyone's kind of wondering. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's out, though, if you want to check it out. I personally wouldn't pay any money for it based on everything I've heard and seen. Um, yeah, I watched so the gameplay, too. It was not. It just doesn't look very fun. And, no. and, and that's sad because apparently the world building is very good. That's that's the, the universal positive note. It's just the lore is good? Yeah, that's right. Some people would say it about Destiny. Maneater, uh, that... Came out. You're not gonna play this one either, because you. You know have, what? I would play it if it was out for a console. But I thought you have like a irrational fear of sharks. It's only irrational because you're never in the water. So like it doesn't make sense. Right? To like me. you are the shark. It's flipping the genre. You're not a. You're not trying to so swim okay. through a bunch of sharks and worry about that. Like I'm the predator. So would you? Would you play like horror games if like you were Jason? Yeah, I think I would play that. I know exactly what game you're talking about. What's that called? Um, Isn't it just called Friday the 13th? Probably. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I would play that if I was Jason. Okay. Like a camper's not going to scare me. Fair. It's definitely what's in the dark, not just the idea of the dark. 
Anyway, Man Eater's out. <laughs> yes. Um, he played on Mac. That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe should look that up. Um, it's on Steam, so maybe. Maybe. Um, it it looks actually really fun. We've been talking about it for some time. It's been at two of the past three E3s. Wow, what are those? I don't even... Yeah, right? I don't remember. But both of the E3s that we've covered on this podcast, Man Eater was a big part of the PC gaming show. That also happened, by the way, but apparently none of the games were worth even really talking about. Wow. And so <laughs> I just kind of skimmed and decided that I agreed and didn't even put it in the show. Yes. <sighs> New normal. Well, yeah, the, like... Because it's not sandwiched in between all these other press conferences, the urgency to, to watch, watch it yeah. is really low, especially if no one's hype about anything that's in it. That's fair. Um, back to Maneater, I've uh, seen a lot of gameplay of it, and it just looks really fun. You're just a shark, and you're eating people. You're not going to, um, <laughs> you know, learn anything about sharks. It's <laughs> it's not really realistic, um, but you can have a lot of fun. And if you're just in gaming to have fun and to have like finite experiences where it doesn't go on forever and ever and there's not an end game that lasts for infinity. No game is service? Then Maneater might be something that you want to look up. It's ridiculous. Check it out. No, I'm kidding. That's great. <laughs> finally, uh, Iron Man VR. It finally came out after it was delayed. And... Full disclosure, as we've said, we don't have we don't, a, no a VR, VR anything. I don't have money um, or space. We live in New York. Well, I mean, we could always get the PlayStation One, but now I'm not going to do that. There's a new console coming out. True. And like the only games I would play in VR on PlayStation are probably like Super Hot Batman, and like that's it. Like why Beat yeah. Saber? Maybe that looks. I don't know. It's not enough. It's not enough of a draw. Sorry. Can't That's understandable. Um, the reviews for Iron Man are mixed. It apparently has a few areas where it actually does not look any better than N64. Well, I can take that from the trailer. I, uh, I did that trailer so hard. I don't feel bad about it. I feel, I feel bad for them because apparently it's full of... Uh, Things that could have been great, mm. but just were not. You know, maybe I'm just thinking about that VR thing that we did. What was it called? Ugh. The Avengers experience. Yeah, thing? that was that was that was all I needed. It was great. Yeah, that was good. But you're not. You're telling me that this. Well, I guess that's like a whole thing, and you know, it's a setup. So I mean, I we haven't seen this for ourselves, obviously. So if you. Uh, don't trust reviewers and want to check it out for yourself, it is out and you can go do that. Um, I do like to listen. I, I found reviewers that I tend to agree with. And so I kind of have my own bubble where I trust what's being said to me about certain things. And that's what's being said to me about well, this game. <laughs> you know, because the thing is that like, you know, you can't return games. Right. So I don't want to be up on here and be like, well, you should try it out. Maybe give it a dip your toes in. And ain't nobody got money like that. And we don't do, uh, not betas. Um, demos anymore. Demos. Yeah. Like they Final Fantasy was the last time that a big game had a demo. And only it was the, a surprise. Only the only the reviewers get so you know rate right. review subscribe uh, <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> to, to get demos of these games to tell you to buy them or not. Do you think they're gonna make us buy our own console? Like, do <laughs> do influencers get consoles sent to them? Because we need I don't that know. Too. 
Babe, fuck. That's a good question. I think we're several decades from figuring out the answer, so I don't. I don't know. Well, because like I feel it. like five years ago, influencers weren't a thing like they are now. So like, and no hopefully one- five years from now, they're not a thing anymore. <laughs> you came in just trying to play games for a living, right? That's all I want to do. Well, speaking about purchasing games, NBA Two K Twenty One, the price has been announced seventy dollars. People are. I've seen mixed feelings about it, actually. I, I can't make a declarative, like, big mad statement about it, because it's not true. People are like, $70 is a lot of money for these damn games. And also, like, well, you know, they do, the games are getting bigger and better and blah, 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 blah. Here's my thing. $70, are we going to treat the workers any better? No. So, like... Yeah, that that <laughs> is the thing. I mean... Is this actually going to return to the pockets of the people who are working on these games? I highly doubt that. Or fuck, at least just in their schedules. Right. Can we just give them a normal nine to five? So a cons- in the consumer part of my brain, I'm like, no, this is bad. I think it has the potential to be good for those reasons if there's commitments to that happening. And I think part of why there's outrage about this price from... 2K in particular is because of how egregious their entire microtransaction system is now. Yeah. And then the last uh, game sucked. Everyone yeah, a lot it. of people had a lot Hate of problems with it. 18 and 19. Um, 20, I don't think, has been as plagued, right? No. I don't or maybe think- I'm wrong and it was 18 that was fine, but 19 and 20 sucked. Clearly, we don't play these games. Um, <laughs> I I would not mind if Ubisoft or or Bungie or other game studios were like, "Hey, we're gonna uh, ask for ten dollars more." And in fact, the Destiny expansion that's coming out in September is gonna be, I believe. or $50. Either way, it's $10 above what the last one was. And I wonder if this is that. People are assuming it's going to be $10 more content worth. Oh, that's not what I thought at all. I was just like, this is going to be what these games cost now. Like, it's not $60 experiences anymore. It's $70 experiences. I mean, maybe. So we're going to get to Ubisoft and we're also going to get to Destiny. Um, But when they were talking about Valhalla and Watch Dogs, um, I didn't get the sense that they were thinking of these as next-gen experiences. They're just end-of-console experiences. And remember, Watch Dogs was supposed to come out at the beginning of this year. Wow. So both of them were kind of like, okay, we're finishing off this gen. They didn't say anything about $70, and you can pre-order, so I would assume that they're $60. Otherwise, we'd be reading headlines about how Watch Dogs and, and Valhalla are $70. Right. So it's just 2K right now. Hmm. Well, we'll see what happens. I, I mean, I, yeah, because it, yeah, because I guess it is the only one that's coming out next gen, because everything else, you're right, is... Well, everything else that's coming out next gen, we don't know release dates for and haven't gotten pricing for yet. I don't even know what what games are exclusively coming out for next gen besides like Spider Man. All of the PlayStation games are exclusively next gen, and I'm pretty sure that a few of the Xbox games, like Halo Infinite, is exclusively oh, next gen. Nobody thinking about that. I'm not thinking about that. Well, we're gonna find out on the 23rd. They Cyberpunk is coming. They're direct. 
Cyberpunk is not technically next gen, though. No, I'm just saying, like, all of this September, October, all this fall stuff got that it. was supposed to be happening this spring. Right. I got, you know, it's just, I don't really care. We literally have to pay, like, $1,000 if we want to stay current just on, on fucking hardware. And now all these games are, like, and coming out next week. Oh, I'm, de- I'm not. I've. Definitely made the decision I'm not buying the new Xbox when it comes out. Who the fuck is going to pay for that? And then I have to pay for a 4K TV. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to pay for that? Fair enough. It's it's like five games I want to play in the fall. Avengers, Cyberpunk, Watch Dogs, Far Cry 6 looks amazing. Uh, Far Cry 6 is next year. Oh, shit. Okay. It's a four. Anything else? I'm not playing Valhalla. I've given up on Assassin's Creed. I'm sorry. Yeah, I tried to get him to play Odyssey, and it just didn't, just didn't work. It didn't work. Um, whatever. It's a lot of games. I mean, four games. That's fucking. That's a lot of money. That's like two, two hundred, three hundred dollars. Something in there. It's a lot of money. Anyway, uh, I mentioned Destiny's new expansion. So I, I think we briefly talked about this in the last episode or the episode before that. But Destiny Two and Bungie did have a direct thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't just announce what is happening in the fall for Destiny Two. They also announced the next two falls. <laughs> it's ki- <laughs> kind of a pun. Um, this September, we are getting Destiny 2 Beyond Light. Next September, or we assume September, they didn't say September, but Bungie likes to release in September. Next September, we will be getting The Witch Queen. And then the following September, so all the way in 2022, we are getting (laughs) Lightfall. Man, just the thought of like making breakfast in the morning is exhausting to me these days. I can't imagine sitting here thinking about what expansion to a game I've been playing for five years is going to come out. Well, not five years. It's been three. Whatever. Uh, It's coming out in 2022. That's a long-ass time. It's a long-ass time, and it is only two years shy of the 10-year commitment. So when Destiny launched, they said that they were going to make a 10-year game. And there's already people starting to talk about whether or not this is, like, the beginning of the (laughs) wrap-up. Like, I, I, I just is the Destiny fandom okay? Are y'all okay? No, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny and also actually tragic. So, oh. I, w- let's get back to the announcement in a second. But since you meant since you mentioned that, mm-hmm. there were a string of allegations uh, okay, yeah. that dropped in the community. Say no to rage was a popular Twitch streamer. He was like going to guardian con and all that kind of stuff. He was a big member of the community and apparently just cannot um, be alone with women and was basically ousted from the community and the ousting of say no to rage led to a bunch of other pretty prominent PVP clans mostly. Um, so the trash talking part was exposed and the trash talking was often racist, homophobic, um, et cetera, et cetera. Love that. So there was kind of a reckoning going on in Destiny, just like there's been a reckoning going on in the Smash community, like there's been a reckoning going on in the general fighting community. It just seems like we're getting another wave of these things. Uh, Ubisoft is caught up in it as well. Again, we will cover that a little bit later. Um, it just, it, I'm glad these things are happening. Not 
obviously not glad that they are happening to people, but glad that people are being held accountable for what they're doing. And hopefully the awareness mm. that this kind of behavior is not okay and that the majority of the community is going to, you know, really respond in favor of the survivor, of the victim, that um, it will dissuade people from doing that in the future and that will build a culture um, of consent, of making sure that people are comfortable and that we are valuing them. And I don't know. I, I'm I'm hopeful that all this stuff is happening because the video game community is often a very tough nut to crack. Like a lot of horrible shit is said and done all yeah. the time. Yeah. Agreed. I, oof. it's, uh, what's the disappointed. I'm disappointed, but not surprised. You know, it's like, yeah. Especially now because a lot of personalities are like really connected to the games, really connected to the people who make the games. And then we find out that a lot of the people who make the games are not great. So it's not surprising that their circle also has people who are not great. In right. This is certainly not limited to people who play games. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely not. And frankly, not limited to gaming. It's just it's finally happening within this microcosm. Right, right. Anyway, back to uh, the announcements themselves. Basically, they they just kind of confirmed what the community has felt like was coming for a long time. The darkness has arrived, and we are going to harness it in the fall. And <laughs> from the very from, hey, the very from the very beginning of the game, there were voices in the background of the lore that were like, hey, maybe light and dark are actually not that different. And maybe the solution is to be both and to use both. And we shouldn't be afraid of the dark and blah, blah, blah. That sounds and, bad. You're a bad person. Right. You're a it bad was guardian. heretical. And they got thrown out of the tower and they got excommunicated. And oh like God. one ended up having to live on Mercury in isolation, stuff like that. It's the like lore. literally baked into the lore from the beginning of the game. It's too much. I'm tired. <sighs> it's great. I love it. Um, it's, it's very exciting. Bones of Feet has been raiding, which we won't talk about this week because of our guest, but eventually I'll talk about it. Um, I'm just having a good time with Destiny again. I'm trying to let go of the bullshit. Mm. They are doing a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Uh, they're retiring all of our old weapons and armor, which means you basically have to start over again in September. And for a lot of reasons, fuck that. But... I don't know. I'm still, I'm still having fun. I'm doing, I, I'm not treating it like a job anymore. I'm treating it like fun. And so it's nice. I think you're the first person that has played games in the pandemic to say, <laughs> did you see there was, I didn't read it. Cause I kind of like rolled my eyes. Maybe I'll go back and read it. It was like playing video games in the pandemic feels like a job and that's okay. No, I guess. Cause I'm assuming it adds some normalcy or like control or whatever. I, I just jobs it's are bad. Dumb. Don't, don't, don't play a game that makes you feel like you're doing work. <laughs> uh, one game that never felt like work for me. We, I, we talked about this so much. Oh, super hot. Mm. Oh. We loved it. Loved it. Most innovative shooter I've ever played. Something like that. So I'm like, I don't remember what to <laughs> I was about to say, I don't remember that thing. I don't remember the phrase. You remembered it more than I did. I remembered it in the original episode. Yeah. And now that it's old as shit and I don't have to remember it anymore, it's it's fine. If you you get the joke, if you get it, if not, just play super hot. Anyway, sequel is coming out. Like today? Like very soon. I actually, fuck, I don't have the date. (laughs) 
I think it's the twelfth. I think it's. I think it's. You know, we. It's in the past. The funny thing about the, the so I didn't pay attention to the date because the only thing I paid attention to was that if you purchase the original Super Hot by July sixteenth, you will get the sequel for free, and the sequel is like four times as big. Because I do remember I was like, yo, I think Super Hot was actually like a really good length. Yeah. Um, And like the side stuff and like uh, the free play was fun and all of that. You could play it as much as you wanted, but the campaign was the perfect length. Exactly. But something four times as long also sounds pretty dope. Um, I'm excited to see what new mechanics and what. So yeah, I don't, I don't fucking don't know when the sequel's coming out. All I do know is that I'm getting it free because I purchased it. If you have it, if you had it like I did... Through Game Pass, that doesn't count because you didn't buy it. But for 25 bucks, you get super hot. You get this new sequel that is four times as big. Apparently, there's going to be like some procedurally generated shit. So it's like you could play forever if you wanted. You know, hop in, pop out, all that good stuff. Um, it is the 16th, by the way. Oh, it is the 16th. Yeah. So yeah. Fuck, fuck. Just, just buy super hot. Buy it today. It's 25 like bucks, right? It's 25 Oh, oh. Well, you get two games. <laughs> You're fake. I just, I just was surprised. Twenty-five dollars. Twenty-five dollars. That's ridiculous. I don't think that's what we paid for. I think we paid like five bucks. We paid nothing. It was included in game pa- games with gold. I think. Are we gonna get the sequel then? I purchased it, so we are going to get it. Yes. You purchased it, or you got it for free with games with gold? I, we had it for games with gold. The first time I talked about it, I played it with games with gold and said, "Look, Xbox users, if." You are, I should put the harp here, right? If you're going to download it, if you have games with gold, because you might as well. And I said, everyone else, just buy the game. Okay. So then I was like, so now I see this news and I was like, oh shit, does this count? Because I got to get games with gold. And they were like, no nigga. Open your purse. So you did, okay. okay. Open your purse. Got it. And I was like, okay, it's $25, it's fine. So I got super hot officially now. I own it. And then I will get this four times this big sequel. I don't know how much the sequel is going to cost. For me, it's going to be free. That's very exciting. I like that. Yeah, you can pay for Cyberpunk. (laughs) (laughs) You think I'm kidding? (laughs) Anyway. um, (laughs) Buy it. See, and that's the game I could play. I played and I said, you know what? You should just buy this one. See? True. See how that works? There you go. See how that works? Okay. That's so nice. Um, To have money. What is that? It's fake. Anyway. Big news. In the gaming world, the PlayStation 5 boxes for physical copies of games, because I guess we're still buying those, will be white. Wow. Instead of blue. This is as groundbreaking as their logo change. I... Because here's the thing. So that that got released with the Miles Morales artwork. They're like, here's the artwork and the new box. And I'm like, but this artwork looks just like the last, like this looks like it's just. I just don't understand why it was a press release. I, it was a whole, it was a whole run. Like everybody, IGN, GameSpot, Pass, whatever the fuck. I don't even remember what uh, Polygon. Everyone was like, look at this. I hope Xbox doesn't do this just because that would be embarrassing. Because there's no reason to. No one cares what your fucking box looks like. Like, it, damn. Why is that news? I don't know. Who's not going to be buying digital anyway? I assume the the no-disc consoles are going to be cheaper. So you're going to be buying digital, most of us. I mean, I'm sure there are, like, people who will still be buying physical. Like, especially if, like, internet's hard to come by. Yeah, sure. But what game is not online only anyway? A, B, 
Um, I, I'm not saying all people are going to be digital. I just, again, don't understand why you would do a press release. About box art. Right. I don't give a fuck. I mean, it's not like any of this shit is collectible. Like, I'm not like, oh, the Miles Morales, I'm going to put that on my wall. Now it's going to, if I got the physical copy, it would collect dust somewhere. Anywho, don't care. Uh, Sony also invested a fuck ton of money in Epic Games, $250 million for further collaboration. That's probably why that big uh, next-gen game engine didn't include Xbox's name at all because Sony gave them $250 fucking million. <laughs> wow, that's that's annoying because everyone was very confused and then that was a whole cycle of news too. Just, it made it seem like Xbox was not going to be able to handle that. Yeah. And no, it's just that you Phil gave was like, a um, bucket of money. Excuse me. But I guess it just annoyed people for $250 million. I mean, if you got it, I guess, whatever, I don't know. That is actually the perfect segue for military esports because <laughs> they just are throwing money away, I guess. Uh, why the fuck does the U.S. Army need an esports team? I couldn't fucking tell you, but I know that my tax dollars have helped pay for it, and I'm pissed. Yeah, is this, like, new? I don't know if it's new per se, but I became aware of it, and so did most of the internet. Well, I think we all became aware of it because they were doing those, like, anime texting back and forth with Discord when Discord announced that it was not just for gamers anymore, which is, I don't know, whatever. I just was like, ugh. I just scrolled and rolled my eyes, and here we are talking about it now. Well, I don't, <sighs> I, there was a there was a press release that they have an esports team now, there was a press, I guess. <laughs> so press release. It, it made the gaming news, which is where I saw the initial conversation. It's just fucking ridiculous. It's totally like peddling fascism toward little kids so that they can grow up and be military esports members too. It's just fucked up beyond belief that they're doing this. I'm really glad that they're getting trolled on Twitch. Apparently, so many people are asking about war crimes every time they stream that they're just having to mass ban people. It's very funny. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Not war crimes. I just can't believe that they're really trying to entice people by essentially saying, like, hey, drones aren't that different. And it's is really disgusting to me. You can't. You don't find that surprising. <clears throat> no, I'm not really surprised. I mean, they've been preying on the video game community for forever. There's always army and marine ads and stuff like that on Twitch. So it's so <sighs> strange. At the end of the day, I support this trolling, and uh, you should absolutely spend as much time as you'd like on the U.S. Army esports channel as long as you're mocking them until you get banned anyway. Um, you should not take out your weird hatred of The Last of Us 2 on the developers or the voice <laughs> actors, which has gotten apparently so bad that the studio has basically gone on the offensive and started being aggressive toward the consumer base and and talking about how toxic the community is. I'm just so confused. I don't understand what, like, what is, what drives a person to be like, all right, I don't like this character. Let me send death threats to the person who played them. Like, what, <laughs> I don't understand. Where's the connection? I don't, that jump to me just, it don't make no sense. I think maybe there are people who think that the voice actors write the lines. Maybe, maybe. I'm never going to find the logic in this. So there's no point in me even trying. But, like, it just... 
<sighs> it don't make no sense. The math ain't mathing. Yeah, the numbers don't add that. up. That Why? It's logic. it's so ugh. It's <sighs> you know you just don't play the game. Yeah, it's fine. Devolver Direct uh, kind of touched on this, so oh, I've been watching these for years now. They they have a storyline. There was Nina, the executive, who's like, marketing, marketing, marketing. And it's just a parody of consumerism and all that kind of stuff because they are marketing to you. And they're yeah. marketing to you by being meta about how transparently awful most marketing is. I must buy their games now. They yeah. get it. Yeah. They're woke. Well, I wouldn't. I no, wouldn't, I, no, I wouldn't. I don't know about whoa. It, it's, no. It's, it's like it, it, woke for the anti-woke crowd. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm being facetious. I'm not going to not buy the, it, it. It's fun to watch. Although apparently Always. there are some people in the YouTube comments, because that's where I watched it, who do believe that they are too woke and they went, quote, too hard for BLM, which means that they don't want their money because their political opinions don't matter, which... I'm so I am curious about how people think that advocating for Black Lives Matter means that you don't have a political opinion anymore. But whatever. You, I mean, <laughs> I just, could you imagine typing out too hard for BLM? <laughs> I'm so <sighs> the mad hashtag bad gamer takes. Um Anyway, the the show itself is phenomenal. I would certainly encourage you to go watch the last several. I believe it's the last five that oh, have shit. told this story. This is like chapter five. It might be chapter four. But either way, um, it's it's very good. I won't spoil anything. Um, but but it's a lot of fun. And they did uh, show three games that I was actually interested in because most of the show is not about real games at all. Um, Fake games like <laughs> that's a spoiler. <laughs> I'm bleeping it. Okay, sorry. Jesus, I can't believe we're talking about spoilers for a fucking marketing ad. Oh. This is they would, <laughs> if they ever found this clip, it would make its way into the next one, and they would mock the shit out of us. I mean, I wouldn't mind you, that because, like, any, you any mock the shit out of you. Well, and look, any press, is good Fuck press, us. Damn it. Yeah, it's it's gamer friends, two of us. Well, no, I nigga. also specifically said <laughs> that I don't want to spoil. Um, this reminds me of that one time. I'm just gonna just take a jab at this because I I hated it. Uh, where I went to Pop Up Magazine, remember that? Mm -hmm. And then they they were like artisanal ads, is what I'll call them, artisanal commercials, and people clapped after them. And I was like, but they're trying to sell you shit. <laughs> you you brought you bought a ticket to be like I, my ticket was free. I, I was a distinguished guest, so mm -hmm. I got a free ass ticket. But I was like, the rest of y'all paid to be here. Y'all clapping for commercials? Yeah. What? Strange. It was very strange. Uh. Anyway, <laughs> Shadow Warrior Three is coming out. Uh. I I've never played any of those. But it looked really polished. It looked really fun. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout actually looks really fun. It, it's like a battle royale if it was just an obstacle course. So you and like 100 other people are just going through this obstacle course and whoever makes it wins. But it keeps going until there's only one person. So the floor is lava as a game with 100 people. Yeah, but way more fun than The Floor is Lava. Well, yeah, because, I mean, I'm, you know, The Floor is Lava. 
Yeah, it looks it looks fun, but it's only coming out for PC and PS4, which I thought was interesting. Phil. But then you might you might have to bleep me. They brought out and he announced that Carrion is coming out for PC and Xbox Game Pass exclusively. So no PS4 for Carrion. So they hit right back. Wow. <laughs> the drama. They just hit all of the things that I would want in a marketing video they really did though i think they did a fantastic <laughs> job it really <laughs> cornered every possible aspect of the market i had someone in it that i really like to see i'm sure there's something like that for everyone um disgusted yeah it was good i i always think the devolvers are the best ones every year so oh yeah hands down because they're weird a good way not yeah, weird in a weird way like so <laughs> it's like if, but if you can't handle Eric Andre, then you're not going to be able to handle this. You can't, you can't handle Eric Andre. I can only handle Eric Andre in like 10-minute bursts. We are watching his stand-up special in 10-minute bursts, and it's <laughs> the most infuriating. I can't handle more than 10 minutes of just drug humor. Just smoke a bunch of weed, okay? And let's just finish it. <sighs> stand-up special in 10-minute chunks. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Anyway. Let's get to Ubisoft forward. Ubisoft. Ubi. Ubi. That's how the French say it. We're moving to Montreal. I'm down with that. That would be great. I would be so happy to do that. Hurry up with my damn croissant. (laughs) (laughs) That should be his... I'm not going to make fun of Kanye because I'm not going to. Because we're witnessing mental illness. Yeah. And it's, at this point, low-hanging fruit. Um. sad. Anyway. Um, Ubisoft plucked some low-hanging fruit. There have long been problems at the studios. They, too, have been caught up in their own harassment, allegations, mistreatment, misconduct, etc. Like top motherfuckers. Yeah, they literally got rid of a bunch of top executives right before Ubisoft Forward and then made a press release that said, we're not going to talk about it. Um, I don't know what I think about that other than it doesn't seem very transparent. And I believe that public accountability is necessary for public wrongdoing and a top executive of a company doing this to subordinates uh, is in my opinion, public wrongdoing because it involves several layers of, um, accountability in between. Yeah. The only way that I would accept, like, we're not going to talk about it is if you just take that person's salary away from the past, from all the time that they were harassing people and then just divvy it up between all the people that they harassed. Correct. So just, you got to just take that shit away. You had to back. open your purse. Open your purse. If you want me to not talk mad shit, you just need to pay a lot of people a lot of money. <sighs> That's how it works. It's, ugh, I'm really but upset. Also, because, accountability. Yeah. Um, this just sucks because like I am very excited about Ubisoft forward. And of course, I will say that I uh, I don't like we we have this conversation about crunch, we have this conversation about how employees are treated. At a certain point, like we also have to think about how the employees themselves take pride in this work and are excited yeah. to yeah. have us play it and that kind of thing. Like the top executives are not making this fucking game. No. Or any of the games. Blood sucking. Exactly. They're they're I mean it's capitalism. It's That's theft. how it works. Please go read Marx. Um Watchdogs Legion looks phenomenal. Yo. All right. So I I said something really spicy and the way Nick looked at me, he was like, "Nigga, 
are you sure you want to be saying things like that? And I think, I think it's time. I think I'm allowed to say it. And I'm going to say it. Please direct all comments <laughs> to CedricWilson64 at Twitter.com. That's fine because I'm not on Twitter like that. I don't, there'd be weeks I don't go on Twitter. Please do not contact at Gamer Friends Pod. <laughs> no, I'll probably y- y- yell at me in the Discord. Uh, link is in the show notes. Uh, Audio Nerd 64 <laughs> and not at anyone else. Um, I think. Watch Dogs Legion might be the game that Cyberpunk 2077 thinks it's being. (laughs) (laughs) That being said, I know, like, the premise is different. I know there's, like, a lot of, like, I know there's a lot of stuff different. But I think it is interesting that these are coming out around the same time. I would love a, like, compare and contrast kind of thing. I just, I don't know. I think politically, I mean, look. Actually, you know, I can't even say that because Ubisoft doesn't make political games, right? Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> They're but, taking some heat for that uh, ad, too. As they should. So in the uh, presser, they quoted that First They Came poem, which was adapted from a confession from a German pastor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've all heard it. First They Came for the uh, Jews, but I didn't say anything because I wasn't a Jew. And then they came for... Uh, the communists, although actually the communists were first. They did come for the communists first. And that is what he said was first. Just to be clear, we kind of write that part out uh, a lot. Oh, oh. Anyway. Anyway. They're in a lot of trouble because Jewish people are like, what the fuck? Because that, that, I mean, it is connected to the Holocaust, but like that is when, you know, we learn about that poem. And that, like, as soon as they started off, I was like, oh, no, why would you do this? Especially now, I don't know. I've said it before, you know, like with this game especially, I'm like, ugh, they're just selling us back to revolution and yet I'm going to buy it. And now it's like even especially more different. with a revolution happening. Like, right. not literally, but I well, mean, maybe. At, at least an uprising. We'll at least call it that. <laughs> at least an uprising. People are still protesting. Right, and people should continue. Uh, continue. You can finish that sentence. That's how I feel. Protesting? Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying the listeners can finish the sentence. Oh. In, in, in their own heads. They know what I want to say. I just don't want to say it on a recording. Okay. We love that. We love that for you. Um, yeah. So it, just, it, it feels weirder still. Uh, and yet, I think I still want to buy it. Which... <laughs> the game itself just looks incredible. The game system looks like they actually did this incredible stretch thing that we all had question marks over our head about when we first heard it. Like, okay, that's cute, Ubisoft, but are you really going to be able to pull that off? Yeah. And it seems like they pulled it off. We were just watching the the skill up. Yes. I like just like saying his name like that. I don't know why. A mm-hmm. uh, video about like, because he, he actually got to play it because he's important. Right. <laughs> Great subscribe review. Give him friends. Now, um, and we're saying with all the cutscenes, each, you could play any cutscene as any character. Like the 20, the pool of 15 to 20 people-ish that you, you know, can run into with like different voices. You know how much work that is? That's Cyberpunk time. couldn't even be bothered Making them <laughs> niggas say shit again using the <laughs> pronoun they. And we have Ubisoft over here having 20 people saying things 20 damn times. 
Now, apparently, some of it is just voice modulation. Oh, interesting. But I think that's fine. Like, like you still Have did it. Have a robot. Have a robot say the shit. Who cares? <laughs> you can do that now. You can just literally just be like, look, let's record this motherfucker for like an hour and have this person record all these lines. And then, you know, we'll just have a robot come in with the they, them. I mean, it costs money. CD Projekt Red has that money. They, if Ubisoft has the money, CD Projekt Red, Red has the money. definitely has that Aren't money. Aren't they officially the most profitable game company ever now? Like, I, I think I saw know. that headline a few weeks ago, maybe a few months ago. Off the Witcher 3 profit alone, they could have had a robot. Anyway, so I'm whatever. Ubisoft is doing it. It makes me happy. I'm very excited about this game. I'm super excited. I'm still very annoyed by the politics of it but they didn't they didn't talk much about the politics of the game per se they just said that a paramilitary force has taken over blah blah blah. so it's obviously like using fascism as a template but it's not necessarily going to be a commentary on fascism we'll see We'll see what happens. I highly doubt they're actually going to make any kind of political statement with this game. But again, hard not to make any kind of political statement in a game where you are leading a resistance and they're using World War II Holocaust memorial quotes to advertise for their fucking game. I want to hate them so much for it. I know, but I'm so excited. I know. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm also super excited for Valhalla. I know that you are not. I don't give a fuck. Fuck. That shit looks very violent. <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, I am more excited than ever. And it's because oh. I loved what they did with Origins. I really loved what they did with Odyssey. We and it know. seems like the departure that they took in terms of opening up the world and adding in RPG elements and letting you collect armor and weapons in a way that you never had before. All that kind of stuff is still going to be part of Valhalla, but they're also returning to the idea of these more stylized and animated assassinations. You're going to be blending into the crowds again. Stealth is really returning as a big part of the game, which is not to say that stealth went away, but it was it was not the same. It was gamified. The point was you would be invisible like a ghost and sneak around, not you're going to fit in with the crowd and be indistinguishable from the peasants that are, you're walking around. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of hiding you as you get really close to the, your target. And, and you assassinate them and then yeah, you run exactly. away. Oh, like, like that's what made the originals so good and so fun was that you were never fighting your way to the target. You, you couldn't. You would die. You just were not strong enough to do that. You had to blend in and you, you had, had to, to. You had to be an assassin. Exactly. So <laughs> I hated that face. The, <laughs> the games have definitely been Witcher-fied. They're less oh. Assassin's Creed and more The Witcher at this point. But Valhalla really seems to be like course correcting. Like, okay, we're going back. We're we're. We are bringing all of our new toys with us, but we're also going back. And that's very exciting to me. So thrilled that I'm going to get to play it soon. Not thrilled that I only have two days to play it before Cyberpunk comes out. I know your life is going to be interesting those few days. You better take off of work. Yeah, I might just have to <laughs> go lick the sidewalk and... No, 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 no. You can lick the sidewalk in 2022 when it's safe to do so. Not a minute before. 
Okay, okay. Far Cry 6 also got a big old cinematic trailer, also about revolution. Yeah, I read after the fact that they're basing the island off Cuba, which rubs me incredibly the wrong way because that is not actually what the Cuban people think of Fidel or even now his brother. Like, that is not how Raul is uh, viewed by the people. Why not just make it a fake island? Like, what do we have to keep doing? Just base it off of nothing. Like, I don't know. I gotta say... (sighs) That's a narrative. I'm annoyed by that for political reasons, but I gotta say, like, oh well, kinda, because there were a lot of people who, for similar reasons, were annoyed at the setting in Montana, or based on Montana, and everyone was a redneck racist. Like, you know, there were people who yeah. pushed back on that and were like, well, yes, those people exist and they they do live here, but there's also a lot of people who don't do that and who live here. Kind of like not all, <laughs> hashtag not all <laughs> white people almost. Yeah. And I mean, it, it doesn't feel good. I wonder if we, how, what would it feel like to live in a world where no one had to deal with that? <laughs> hmm. But anyway, I mean, the cinematic was Gorgeous. Gorgeous! Giancarlo Esposito was right there! Yeah. It looked like he was actually smoking that c- cigar and that gr- the thing was real. Yeah. It looked, am- I, whoo! Ubisoft Jesus. cinematics are always really good, but this really pushed it for me. I mean, and like, th- what if the gameplay looks like that? That's what, because now everyone's like, well, cinematics, and like, oh, it's not gameplay, it's not gameplay, it's, it's not gameplay. Gen. That's next gen. So that, could just be a cutscene in the damn game. That's yeah, plausible. Yeah, next gen. It is is absolutely plausible. That's plausible. I'm just I'm just gonna say that it won't be that good. Oh no, <laughs> but, but it could be. The potential <laughs> is there. Maybe in like three years, four years. Three. Ah, oh, fuck. That's such a no. We gotta logarithmic. Console curve generations here. are like ten years now. I know. I'm old. I'm gonna be old. I'm disgusted. Uh, yeah. No, it looks great. I also have no idea what any of the Far Cry games are about. Um, which is fun. I love your commitment to playing this game without having played any of them. Well, okay, so, so we were talking about it in the Discord link in the in the show notes. Um, and Jack was like, "Hey, gamer friend Jack, we love him." I was like, "Yo, uh, all the Ubisoft games are for you know on sale for dirt cheap right now because of the sale. I guess they're doing like a sale after the the announcement. Uh, so this week." Uh, and I was like, "Oh, let me go see." He was like, "Far Cry Three is only three dollars." I was like, "Yo, that's wild." So I just picked up a bundle that had the just the base games for three, four, and five for twenty bucks. Oh wow! Like fuck it, why not? Because the, the thing is that I don't like about Ubisoft games. I don't like their driving. Stinks. Yeah, it's bad. It's very bad. Uh, and Assassin's Creed. I just like it's not. I don't not like the formula of Assassin's Creed games. Just the combat system is just not for me. But he was explaining it. It's first person. There's guns. So like. Yeah, you're not. It's not the same exactly type of gameplay. Why I haven't played for crack games. <laughs> well, because then I think, well, the shooting has to can't be that bad because the division. Yeah, Ghost Recon. So, but like, I will say, you know what though? Oh, Tom Clancy. Yeah, um, the division has an has a studio dedicated to it. Right. Well, I'm just saying. I'm sure, like. You know, coffee was had with a developer. Yeah, probably. I'm sure. So, yeah. Uh, um, 
Since you mentioned the division, oh God. Uh, I will say that <laughs> the division was not mentioned in Ubisoft Forward. They were only mentioned very not. briefly in the pre-show, and it was all fluff. So there was nothing about the game or anything. And that's probably because they're undergoing another fucking scandal right now. They are. The second raid launched, and it turns out that a bunch of the people that uh, won and came in second place and other high-up positions had a one-pager on the raid with boss mechanics and what? things like that. How did you get a one-pager on a... What? That's the scandal because people are saying that it was data mined and other people, including some data miners, are saying that kind of information would not be presented in yeah. that way <laughs> in a data mine. So there's a rumor going around that Massive gave out some of their key favorite Twitch streamers and things like that. No. Some uh some pointers so that they would be more prepared for the raid and and be more likely to win. That's disgusting. A lot of people are very upset, including myself. I, I am actually very upset by it. I think the fact that developers have not been very uh explicit about what they're gonna do uh and what happened is really unfortunate and uh another blunder in a long series of blunders that I'm tired of defending and will no longer defend. Like it's it's really bad. Ban them all. <laughs> I mean they they probably should be, but I mean, but then again, like who's playing division two right now? So like any ban is like and also <laughs> you know, you when you win a picture of your squad is put in the White House, like the base of operations, um, or I should say the world's first people. Right. So like if you go, you're gonna see the squad and all their names and stuff. And for a lot of people, that seems like bullshit right now. Yeah, that's because fine. they because they, they cheated. They absolutely cheated. Wow, that's that's fucked up. <sighs> it is fucked up. So um, maybe that's why they didn't get mentioned. But at the very least, it signals to me that we will not be getting major division two updates beyond the seasons. Another one of which just launched until maybe next year. Hmm. Finally, hyperscape, not hyperspace, because I've been calling it hyperspace. Uh, is coming. Looks like it's out. It's out. The beta is out. Looks like the developers uh, walked out of the theater from Ready Player One and got to work. It is literally just the world of Ready Player One. Didn't even read the book. <laughs> Watched the movie. <laughs> it is, Clearly, it is. It is very much that. <laughs> People have questions because the lore is so deep. For- <laughs> It is exactly the same. It's embarrassing. Um, So there's a question like, why are they giving us all this information? Um, Is it possible that maybe some PVE things will happen in the game or whatever? But I don't know. I think they're just world building the same way that Apex world builds. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. I watched some gameplay. You watched some gameplay with me. Um, It looks way too fast for me, to be honest with you. I think that's because you're also watching PC players play it. That's true, but they didn't say anything about it coming to console. It's only out on PlayStation. I'm sorry. It's only out on PC right now. I don't think... I think it's going to come to console. I don't think... Are there any Ubisoft games that are just PC exclusives? Uh, I don't know. No. Um. So it'll probably come to console. And, I mean, look. Uh, it, 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 if it's going to replace... Apex, because let's be honest, there's only room for one Battle Royale in my rotation. Because it's work getting through a Battle Pass. Sorry. 
Uh, it's got some big shoes to fill. Yeah. Um, it, it the looked, Battle Pass is free, at least. That's. I mean, whatever. I mean, I don't know. It, it looks good. It looks... I think what's going to turn me off from it is that it, it feels very vast and, like, dense, like the maps for Call of Duty, which is, I think, is just too much for me. There's something about Apex where it doesn't feel like you could just get, like, lost in some corner and no one would find you. You know what I mean? It, you know yeah. what I mean? There's, like, some... There's, like, an openness to Apex that I enjoy because it, you know, encourages conflict. Whatever. And I, the map is a city with tall buildings. Yeah, and with floors. And like that and, and floors. Stairs. Yeah, so... Whatever. I, it looks good. Uh, we'll see what happens when it comes out. I'll try it out. I will try it out in earnest because, hey, I was like that about Apex. I was like, what the fuck is this? Ain't nobody ain't nobody taking PUBG away from me. And now look, I'm like, who is she? I don't know sure. her. So the potential's there. That is true. In these past few weeks of nerddom, SpongeBob is queer. <laughs> SpongeBob is gay. Um, it, it happened before the last episode. Actually, I just forgot. To it put also it did in. happen before. <laughs> and uh, it was part of a Pride Month announcement. Uh, any ambiguity that people had about Korra in the Legend of Korra was also there was ambiguity cleared up. Yeah, there was an argument. She's people clearly were like, not. They're not gal pals. They were like, no, they're friends. They're hug. They're just holding hands because they're friends. Yes. So gay people exist. <laughs> and one of us Quinta is a Bronson, sponge. And one of them was, <laughs> No. My mom was right. She banned SpongeBob because she was like, he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not, mom. No, he's not. Please let me watch but No. We got we watched SpongeBob. Oh my there is I to this day make Millions of SpongeBob references in my mind. It's great. Uh, oh, my mom changed her mind when my little brothers and sisters were growing up because oh, they you couldn't watch. I it. couldn't watch SpongeBob, but when my little brothers and sisters came up, they were watching SpongeBob. She didn't say anything about it. And guess who loves SpongeBob now? My mother. Well, wasn't the I always remember like the original. Maybe this is like some lie that someone made up. Like, like you know how like people make up weird things about cartoons. Okay, like those weird conspiracy theories about like the Rugrats or whatever. Like how everyone's dead except for like. Tommy or whatever. Anyway, it's what fucked up. Fuck? Yeah, no, there's, there's a couple of real fucked up ones. Uh, but I always thought that SpongeBob originally was supposed to be like an adult leading cartoon, uh, and SpongeBob and Patrick were at least gay. I don't know, fucking, but like they was. I feel strongly that you're thinking about Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy definitely was like that, and then but there was like like Class of Three Thousand was supposed to be an adult cartoon. Um... Well, there was another adventure, not Adventure Time. Uh, regular show it was supposed. Regular I think show was, wasn't a talker. Well, regular show was supposed to be just like two dudes just on an acid trip, I think, and that's what they. That's and, what they And were. the episode is that them, is, that and, is but what they just is. took out the acid trip part. No, they didn't. What? I mean, it's not explicit, but those niggas are acid. <laughs> They're high as fuck in every episode. Yeah. I, you know, it's it's very interesting, too, because now I'm thinking about... This is a little bit of a sidebar, but this new Star Trek cartoon that's coming out, and everyone's, like, making fun of it because apparently all adult cartoons look the same now. It's kind of like the morphing of, like, the Rick and Morty style and, like, the yeah. Simpsons Family Guy style. They all look the same. I don't I wonder, know that I agree with that critique at all. I, I think just we've seen two Justin Roiland shows now. But, yeah, but... I, mm, you have like Futurama, Simpsons, Family Guy. The Simpsons and the Futurama look alike. Okay, because it's the same people. Right. Family Guy and those other ones look alike. I think there's an argument to say like stylistically it is sort of getting homogenous. Anyway, 
I do wonder, like, what the world of adult animation would look like if, like, more of these shows that were originally conceived that way actually ended up being. Whatever. Just, I think uh, it would look exactly the same because I just simply do not agree with that assessment of what that wow. animation style looks like. I saw that headline and was confused. I was like, what are they talking about? And I kept looking and I realized they were talking about the Star Trek thing. I was like, what the fuck? Which is not making it because I don't give a fuck. I don't yeah. even, I don't care. Just like I don't care about that new Star Wars one they released or announced or whatever about the Clone Bad Wars. batch. Enough. I'm yeah. done. And fuck. I don't give a fuck about the clones now. Shit. It's so the much. Stormtroopers. Just stop. That's Darth Vader. Come up with something new. Disney has all this money and they don't want to spend it on anything but the same recycled shit. I'm good. Are you? No. It's just... I, I don't want to see another Star Wars well, they're, property. Well, they're earning a lot of money by murdering people in Florida. So they have to spend it on something. They have to figure out how they're going to spend all the money that they're earning from the people that they are murdering. I guess we can jump to that. Uh, what a segue. Disney's murdering people. Disney is open as fuck. And the only reason why we're talking about this is because we were so excited about the Star Wars theme park that opened up. And I've talked about Universal before and stuff like that. So I feel like theme parks have officially become part of what we cover. In nerd. Disneyland in Hong Kong is shutting down. Disneyland in Florida is like, here, Fast Pass is a Fast Pass to the ICU. That was a tweet. It was a tweet. stole that from something. I was going to put in the show notes. Uh, Yeah, right. Okay. Sean King. Uh, Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, no, it's really bad. Uh, someone put horror music over that trailer thing that they were like, we're open again. Did you see the thing about, like, the two... There was, like, two, like, streamers that, I guess, go to theme parks and stream things, and they were complaining about being sick, and then yes. they were just out and about coughing people's faces? Yep. hmm Absolutely. I just... In the middle of a pandemic, I don't know if a theme park is where I want to be. As you all know, my family is from Florida. I have a lot of friends there. And someone told me that their sister who works in a hospital that is very close to Disney uh, is so to capacity that they are keeping people in hallways and that someone who's been there since April is getting out and planning to take a trip to Disney as a treat for herself. I'm just letting you know that because we're fucking doomed in this country. What? The <laughs> we're just fucking doomed. Fuck is that? I don't. If it's not the capitalists themselves, it's the lemmings. Like I, I, I don't even know what to say. Just do, just, just do it to yourself. We just do it to ourselves. Like Disney's open, but you don't have to go. Do you know that? I know that. Do you know that you don't have to go to Disney? Do you don't you don't have to go to a hookah lounge? You don't have to go to a pool party. I understand the fault is with the government, but, like, I'm not against talking about personal responsibility when it comes to people's lives. Wear a mask and stay inside. Yeah. It's, like, to a point where the government has—I don't even know—I don't know if I can call it failure because I don't know if they see it that way. Uh, It's an extermination. They're talking about sending kids back to school and, oh, only 2,000 of them are going to die a week. How is that even a sentence that is said? Oh, here we are on the gaming podcast. Uh, <laughs> Fallout is getting a TV show. It's being developed. 
by Amazon. That's perfect. <laughs> Love that. Um, yeah. I might actually fuck with a Fallout TV show as long as it's not made by the same people who made Fallout 76. You have a lot of bleeping to do in this episode. I Oh, God. I'm probably going to forget that one, too. Um, That's why I said the bleeping thing, so you wouldn't forget. Oh, so I wouldn't forget, but then I'm sure, like, in this exchange. Uh, Borderlands also is getting a movie. Do we know who's making it? Uh, No. I don't know who's making it. I, I probably could find out, but I don't care that much. We're not going to talk about casting as a rule, but like part of the announcement was that Kate Blanchett was going to be Lilith, I think, to generate hype for it because most people who aren't gamers don't know don't what, what Borderlands fuck? is. But is this Mad Max? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Except there's no uh, Tom Hardy. I'm so sorry. Right. That's happening. The Sims is getting turned into a reality TV show. Wait. And I wait. cannot wait. wait. No, because that's the problem is that this is the perfect <laughs> thing for you because I don't know if you all know this about Big Nick, but he loves certain reality TV. That Thank you for putting certain because that's very true. There is so some there's that a difference I cannot between, handle. Yeah, so you like, you like, like, the re, like, you love, like, Real Housewives. Yes. You love, like, cooking competition, like, that kind of stuff. Yes. I like, you like people, like, in some sort of natural environment where I like the fake manufactured shit. Correct. So, like, the circle. It did get a little slow on the last hump. I finally fucking finished it, but my God, it was... <sighs> Whatever. Marvel. Real real world. <laughs> Love that. The challenge. Like I put uh are you the one? Put all these random ass people in a house, manufacture some shit. That's my shit. That's not what you like. That's true. Uh but the Sims, something that we know you love extensively. <laughs> I'll use yes. that. Words yes, uh, and you love reality TV. Explain what the is this a competition? That's the other thing that, that uh, I like. I like competition shows with money involved, which is a problem. Because I'm always like, as a kid, I was like, damn, why do people so damn sad that they didn't win the money? Right? It's just it's just reality. It's just a show. It's they have show. to pay rent. And then yeah, as an adult, I'm like, I would be crying too. Like the circle <laughs> is a hundred thousand dollars. If I didn't, I'd have been in tears. I'd be like, oh my God, that could have, like, even with all the taxes taken out, that could have changed my fucking life. So I get it now. It is also very captivating television. Uh, I'm a bad person. I'm flawed. I'm flawed. So anyway, I don't know what the interpersonal aspect of this is going to be. It's basically a literal The Sims, the game competition show. So every, like, the challenge is to make basically as lifelike as you can of a sim and a neighborhood and all that kind of stuff. So there's like be building and so creating a gaming competition. Yeah, but but there's also a reality TV show element to it and that part we don't understand how it's going to work. I'm going to watch this. Oh, I'm, I'm absolutely going to watch it. Very interested how this is going to look. I think is this going to be like just on Twitch. I think it's going to be available online as well, but I'm also seeing that uh they're partnered with TBS, so it might be on <laughs> TBS. <laughs> What? I don't fucking TBS? know. TBS? I don't know. That's... Oh. But it's it's coming out uh, on the 17th, so this not that month? far away. Yeah, like in a few days. Oh, oh my God. I'll be on vacation that week. That'll be my thing I can watch. Wow. I'm wow. so excited. Uh, Ready Player Two is coming out. Uh, it was announced that a sequel to the book is being written and will be released uh, soon. I don't know if they released a date or not. Um, I probably won't read it all 
definitely watch the sequel movie, though. Probably not in a theater. I'll wait till it comes to HBO. <laughs> or um, or FX. Well, they'll stream Any it. Any number have of it streaming Three platforms. times in a row on the same day. Uh, yeah. I mean, Ready Player One was a movie. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think as we have gotten a lot far. It was something cute to do on a Wednesday. It was. It was. <laughs> That's the only way I could. Damn, but, I remember freelancing. When I was freelancing, I could just go out and do shit on a Wednesday. But why read the book when you can just play Hyperscape? What's the book? <laughs> Damn it. Was the book good? Was Ready Player One good? Uh, I don't know. Was The Hunger Games good? Like, oh, yes, with an asterisk. <laughs> I mean... Yes, if you enjoy that kind of thing. Yeah, and if you're into that kind of shit. I right. was not. As I've maintained, the first Hunger Games book is well-written and worth reading. The second two are not very well-written, but if you're interested in the plot, then, you know, it's good, I guess. The movies are better. Oh. Yeah, I think in the first, for the first time ever for me, I was like, oh, the movies are going to be better than this book. Absolutely. Wow, <laughs> uh... And last up, Batwoman, Ruby Rose has been replaced. And we always make the joke that like, oh, replace her with a black woman. It finally happened. They did. They did. Uh, Javicia Leslie. Been on TV for a minute. um, And some stuff. I have never seen her before, but. I've never seen her before either. But when I looked up the IMDb page, I was like, oh, I recognize some things here. Like, you definitely had jobs. Look. I mean, as far as I know, like, most of the CW actors were pretty much relative unknowns. Or, like, you know, like, second fiddle people. Right, like, people who star in major film franchises and also don't get to speak. Exactly. Damn. That was rough. (laughs) Or, like, Stephen Amell being in private practice. And I was like, oh, that's, that's Green Arrow. Oh, I forgot. I remember that? You, I was like, yeah, you were like, ah, it's Green Arrow. And I was like, oh, it's him. He made fun of Beyonce once. Uh, actually, IRL? He made, no, he made fun of Beyonce's stand. He was like, in the in the show? No, in real life. Oh, like on that's Twitter. Why he doesn't have a job anymore. <laughs> they manifested. Yes. Oh, it's makes no, complete sense. I think now. it was like about Baychella. I think he was like, this isn't whatever. Who cares? Oh, yeah. No, take the, his <laughs> job. I understand it. <laughs> no. I get it. I mean, whatever. Arrow is. It is what it is. Um, I'm already not looking forward to the meta joke they're going to make in some crossover about the actors changing. Did they uh, did they confirm that they were going to do that? No, I don't is know. it like a different person or is she literally I, just taking over? They just said replace. I would be very surprised if it wasn't a different Batwoman. Like if it wasn't a different human being. I don't know. I'm interested to watch the first couple episodes to find out what they do. But other than that, I probably will not the hour, y'all, the Arrowverse is just such a hard sell for me. It really is. It's you not have getting to keep better. watching. So if they ever do crossover episodes like Flashpoint, that I can be like, okay, what's this the whole time? I you literally need to be able it's to so fucking annoying. I hate it. I literally just like watch you asking me dumb questions. That's what's annoying. Uh, I <laughs> I literally just like watch or like read what happens in between the seasons and then just watch the crossover stuff. It's it's well, man, me too. It's it's not good. Last thing on this, I think we have to get some DC stuff going because Harley Quinn is building a very good reputation. Apparently, I, the animated show is hilarious. Show. Yeah, I want to watch it. I think I stopped my DC Universe subscription, but you can pay for it. It's $7.99 a month. Wow. Okay. 
I'm just going to go ahead and let you drop some music. We are welcoming to the show a very special gamer friend, someone who I met on Instagram and played a lot of Animal Crossing with, <laughs> uh, or at least talked a lot about Animal Crossing uh, with. And we were discussing Pokemon one day, and I was like, "Hey, what's it like?" Because you know we we didn't play it. No, we did not. We didn't even pick it up. Uh, and then the game. DLC came out, so. We're going to talk about that, and we're going to fill our listeners in. We're, we're well-rounded here. What? <laughs> that was not meant to be a joke. Um, it was just funny how you said it. Hmm. Well, welcome to the show, Bray, who is also an incredible artist, in addition to being an incredible gamer friend. Oh my goodness, thank you. <laughs> you did not have to say that, but I appreciate it. It's very true, and uh, you'll certainly share your your links and ads and stuff at the end. But uh, it, it's it's really great stuff. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be in this podcast with you guys. Aww, wow! And we we just got started. That's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, you say that at the end. You're like, oh, okay, it was a passable interview. I guess it was, you know. A pleasure. But we appreciate that. The preemptiveness. Positive vibes all around. Love it. We love to see it. So let's dive in. You, not us, have played Pokemon Sword and Shield. And you've also played the DLC that just got released. Correct. Yes. So first off, all I have to say is both of y'all are fake since you didn't play Pokemon Sword and Shield. <laughs> um, that might be true. This is call out culture. <laughs> but yes, I did get into the DLC. It was definitely an interesting add-on considering the path they wanted to go with it. Instead of having a separate game, uh, which they usually followed up with the other two games that they would release. Mm-hmm. They released this DLC instead, and then they have another one. I think it's coming out in the fall. I'm not too sure when, but yeah. yeah, this is the first time that they're doing this kind of DLC thing. So let's focus on that first, because I, I that's one of the most interesting things to me about it. When I heard the news that they were doing this, I kind of was like, I don't know about this, because there there was that whole controversy about the Pokedex not having uh, all of all of the Pokemon. Dexit, right. I, I think, was the oh, name God. of the controversy. Um, and then when they announced the DLC, they were like, by the way, we're going to be adding a lot more Pokemon in. And so how how does it feel as someone who actually played the game does it feel a little cheap that they're adding pokemon in this way or or how does the dlc address that i think honestly it does feel a little cheap because for fans of particular pokemon that aren't in the actual core game and let's just say they don't have access to the dlc and their favorite pokemon let's just say like kingdra um you know comes out in the dlc then 
they won't be able to get that experience. And you know, with with Nintendo specific, like generally, it's like you pay for what you get, and it's kind of a dishonest system to me. But I mean, if that's how everything is going to be working out, then eh, I'm not I'm not a fan of it. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Hmm. What about the gameplay itself? If I'm someone who has played a lot of, but not all of the Pokemon games, which happens to be true. What is different about Sword and Shield? Like what, what did getting onto the Switch do for the franchise? The biggest thing was the wild area. I think everybody was kind of going to see how that was going to be unraveled, kind of following the idea of Breath of the Wild, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, um, but in a more restricted way. So to me, the wild area, when it was introduced in Sword and Shield, the core game, um, I wasn't really too impressed with it just because I thought it was going to be more integrated into the game itself. It's actually just this big separate area. So it's like the Safari Zone? Yes, in a sense. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's like a Safari Zone. How do you get Pokemon in the game if you're not using the wild area? Does it still work the way that the other games work where there's tall grass around and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still tall grass, and you can see them um, the way that you would play, like, Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee. So very similar like that, except some Pokemon are just exclusive to the wild area. Oh. Yeah. So you know how they would have these pseudo-legendaries? Like, usually it's like a dragon type. Yeah. So you won't necessarily have access to that dragon type until very later on in the game, but only in the wild area can you catch it. So they're kind of like gating content in a way. That's a perfect way to put it. Because even in the beginning, when you go into the wild area, um, there's certain Pokemon that are like way higher level. Like let's say you're going in there like level 15. There's Pokemon that are like level 25, level 30, and you can't catch them unless you like unlock a specific badge or like you do a part, a portion of the gameplay itself. It's like you're not allowed to do this until you do that. I mean, it's very guided gaming. It's not very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not very wild. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Jurassic Park. I I know that all of the other Pokemon games I've played, like, you can't control certain Pokemon without badges. And if they're way higher level than you, I don't think it ever stopped you from owning them. It just stopped you from being able to control what they did in battle. And so Mm -hmm. it wasn't really useful to have a Pokemon that was way over-leveled because they wouldn't listen to anything that you would say. This seems like taking it a bit further than that. Yeah, in a sense. And they also introduced this uh, mechanic of candies. So you guys know rare candies, right? Right. So they have these like small candies, large candies, extra large candies, whatever, that help you out with leveling up. So my thing is, when you, you can get these candies when you're doing um, the max raid battles, which is usually like a Gigantamax Pokemon. Do you guys know about Gigantamax? And... Nope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so I'll tell you a little about that later. But with this new leveling mechanic, it's weird because you can still level up your Pokemon to like 500 and get the second badge. Oh, so there's no cap anymore? 
There, no, well, like I was, I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't play it. It's okay. It's okay. But rare candies, for those of you who might not know, they used to just level your Pokemon up one, and the cap in my day, was 100. And so basically, you know, you could use these candies that were super rare, aka rare candies. And now it seems like you have a bunch of varieties, but they don't necessarily level you up by one. Uh, they might do other things or, or half that or whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Definitely. Yes, yes, yes. So let's just say like an extra large candy. If you, I think that's about like 30,000 experience, if I'm, if I'm not correct, I don't know. Um, but like that could get you like, 10 15 levels up especially if your pokemon is like a lower level and yeah the cap is still 100 but it's just become an easier way to level up your pokemon without having to train oh so how does that yeah. feel um it feels like it's not catered to like the long time pokemon players it's mm. more so to kind of integrate the new players and that's an interesting way of saying that Pokemon is a game made for children and we are not children anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like the, re I have to think about all of the anger that the fandom puts up against Game Freak and Nintendo sometimes yeah. and like be grounded in the fact that I'm three zero years old and that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, wow. I am not the target audience for this children's game anymore. No. <laughs> But that is interesting because, like, they, you know, to level up at a much faster pace than what it used to be kind of incentivizes it and kind of gives you, like, that quick, like, yes, yes, all right, I'm going up. That you don't, it's, like, not a slow burn anymore. Yes. Which exactly. kind of, it's like the Fortniteification of, of games. It's that, that instant gratification. It's wild that older people talk about our generation. As, as needing instant gratification, I really want to take some of them into red and blue and be like, I grinded in this <laughs> patch for 10 hours so I could be slightly overleveled for this fight. Like, you don't know anything about how I feel about instant gratification. <laughs> Oh like, God. we grinded until Cinnabar Island when they had that glitch where you could multiply the rare candies. Yes. And they don't know about that. They don't, <laughs> they don't understand know. the struggle that we have. <laughs> they have no idea. Um, Back in my day. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that way about Destiny sometimes, too. Uh, we know. Because Destiny 1 grinding... That that was a whole side job. You had to put aside <laughs> 15 hours a week if you wanted to maintain your level in no. Destiny. It is not like that anymore. Oh, my God. Uh, um, okay, so you mentioned Gigantamax, which sounds like a further evolution of the shit that they were putting into black and white and whichever the most recent one that I played was. It was the one after black and white. The last... The last one on handheld. Oh, um, sun and Moon. Yes, I think Sun and Moon. Yes. That's right. They had, what were they called in Sun and Moon? They were like giant, giants? Was that it? No, for Sun and Moon, it was, um, it was like these mega? special Mega, Mega. That was X and Y. <sighs> but it's okay. It's okay. You know why? Because for X and Y, the Mega Evolutions, and then those special moves that you can do in Sun and Moon, they actually combine both of them. So they make this concept called Dynamaxing and Gigantamaxing. Oh, wait, you're going to have to... I thought that it was the same thing. 
So, <laughs> oh my god! It's essentially, essentially, it is. So, Dynamaxing, you're just basically making your Pokemon bigger, and yeah. then they have access to these special moves to use. So it's it's kind of like a whole kaiju fight. Does that? Can you picture that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like a giant fat Pikachu versus like a giant tall meow. Okay, sidebar, because Pikachu came up. Did y'all see that report? I don't know how legit this is. No, when I don't want to talk about this. I don't know how legit this is. I'm talking, I'm saying it. Apparently, back in the day, when Nintendo was trying to bring Pokemon to North America, the North American executives at Nintendo America were like, we have to give Pikachu titties. What? Yes. I'm putting it in the show notes. I'm I did not make this up. <laughs> I don't know no. if it's fake or not, but the it looked real legit to me what I read. It, it, I'm sad. It just makes me sad. I'm gonna have to just put the link in show notes and hope that the listeners do not judge too harshly. They should be judging Nintendo America and not me. Uh, I'm just oh, reporting. Yeah, for sure. Nah, reporting is a strong word. What an awful image. Awful image. This is a very risky Google. Ugh. Yes, it's in Nintendo life. Oh, God. Nintendo of America originally wanted Pikachu to be a tiger with huge breasts. What? <laughs> it's, this is real life, and it's going into the show notes. <laughs> All right, so we have Giga... Mac, what Gigamaxing, Dynamaxing? So you have a giant Pikachu, a giant Meowth. What's what's the difference between the two again? They're just bigger. So for the so for the Dynamaxing, all Pokemon can Dynamax, and then Gigantamax. Only special Pokemon can Gigantamax. So the only difference is that Gigantamax has a special form. So your Pokemon changes its form. So Pikachu and Meowth are actually two of a couple that change their form. Pikachu becomes more... Um, he, you guys remember, like, the Generation 1 Pikachu or even, like, the first times in the anime when Pikachu was kind of more bulkier? He was thick. Chub. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was thick. They had some Chub Pikachu shit going on. So he literally becomes Chub Pikachu. Just, like, a it. huge, huge Chub Pikachu. This I love is it. one of the worst conversations we've had on this podcast. Chubby... Oh Chubby God. representation <laughs> is nothing to be ashamed of, Cedric. I'm proud. Amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, um, well, that it it really just sounds like a spin on shit they've already been doing. Yeah, correct. Um, but but hearing about it in this way makes it seem less foreign. Because when I just heard the words, I was like, I'm out. I, I'm tired. <laughs> um, so. Tell us about the DLC because I've seen people who are like, oh, the DLC is actually really good and there's uh, some changes that are well-deserved or, or that we wanted or, or what have you. What, what's different about the DLC? Yeah, so with the DLC, honestly, um, it's everything that the wild area should have been in the original game. Mm -hmm. So like, there's way more places to explore. 
you can actually have your first um, Pokemon walk with you in the wild area, which is nice. Oh, yeah, and it goes by like speed stat too. So like, if you have a Pokemon that's like really fast, it catches up with you. Or if you have like Snorlax, you're gonna have to wait like twenty hours for him. <laughs> you have to do stats. That's adorable. <laughs> And um, there's an introduction to a couple of new Pokemon. So um, there was a Galarian Slowpoke who evolves into a Galarian Slowbro, which is really cool because the type the typing changes to a Poison Psychic. Okay. Yeah. And um, there is a new Pokemon named Cubfu, and basically Isle of Armor revolves around you growing with Kubfu in your friendship and then getting Kubfu to evolve into two versions of a Pokemon called Urshifu. And then they also introduce um, this like Dynamax, Gigantamax soup. So mm-hmm. previously, only specific Pokemon could Gigantamax uh, and you would have to find that in the wild area if you weren't able to. It's like too bad, so sad. But now you can like make any specific Pokemon that you would have in your PC box, Gigantamax, which is pretty nice. Got it. Is it like a one-time use item? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soup. Soup. I'm so, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I find all Why food <laughs> in Pokemon to be really strange because you're eating Pokemon, right? Like, like any animals are pokemon so soup unless it's vegetarian and even then aren't there vegetable pokemon like well aren't there plant pokemon are there regular animals in the pokemon universe like not not that i, I know i thought they so. were all pokemon i thought they were yeah i don't oh, think like all the animals are just animals are pokemon oh. period oh i thought they were just like like dogs and cows and whatever and and pokemon there are dogs and cows but they have names because they're pokemon Yes. <laughs> well, that ill. Exactly. Uh, mm. We don't think about it enough. If you read some of the descriptions, they're like, this Pokemon goes around and murders children. And it's real yeah. creepy shit sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like the Pokedex entries, terrible, terrible to read. But they're like a good little creepypasta. Yeah. Hmm. You know that OG Lavender Town creepypasta? <laughs> some good stuff. You're looking at me like you don't know. I don't know. Oh, it's going to the show notes. Okay. Lavender Town? Lavender Town from the original game had this creepy music, and it was the place where the Pokemon Cemetery was, which was yep. way too much to be putting into a children's game. <laughs> 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 but, but anyway, uh, there were variations of like creepy horror stories that float around the internet, which are abbreviated creepypasta. I don't know why. I think it's actually maybe creepy pasta, but whatever. Um, the point being, you copy and paste these. these. Oh. So, creepy pasta, creepy pasta, whatever. There was a really, really popular one that was like, Lavender Town is actually haunted. And if you do these certain things on your console, on your uh, Game Boy, it's going to, you know, be creepy. I'll put it in. This is a lot. No wonder why we're so fucked up. <laughs> Pokemon has universal health care, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. You could just take one of the next Jenny and be like, mm-hmm. hey, girl, please take care. And she'd be like, okay. 
free no of charge. Free of charge. See you next time. That's it. That's all. Wow. <laughs> um, okay. So the last thing I wanted to talk about with Pokemon was just the RPG-ness of it. My other big takeaway from hearing people talk about it was that they really leaned in to the RPG aspect of Pokemon this time around. And what you just said about the DLC is affirming that for me. Is that accurate? Are you doing more story-driven type of activities in the game other than the main storyline? Is building relationships and stuff part of how you uh, accomplish things in the game? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The way you put it is exactly what I would say. And also, not only is the building relationships or um, the general side storyline of the Isle of Armor just simply amazing. I'm not going to lie. like It was a really good touch uh, for this DLC, which makes me intrigued for like the second installment um, coming out in fall to see what they would do. Um, yeah, it's become way more RPG-like and storyline-driven, which is what I really enjoy when it comes these platform games, I guess. Um, however, what I also enjoyed about it most was the trainer customization. So not all the trainers have a particular color shade of skin. And like, there's so many different hairstyles. Oh. And, like, a lot of clothes. Yeah, it's really, really cool. You can even change your eye color. Dope. I, this was the first one you could be black, right? Not the first time, but they just improved the blackness of the game, and I am all here for it. <laughs> Got it. You're like it's like natural hairstyle. Oh, that's right. Of- in Sun and Moon, there were like some generic palettes. No, it was like you know, it's nice to see my character have a nice little fade cut. Word. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm remembering now. In Sun and Moon, there were Negroes, but like you couldn't really customize them. It just was like <laughs> yeah. black skin. It was like palette. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Interesting. Well, you know, progress is the arc of history is long mm-hmm. as fuck. <laughs> Word, well, um, that's exciting. Uh, hopefully, if you were on the fence about Pokemon, you want to dive in after hearing this. The DLC uh, just dropped, and there's going to be another one coming out sometime in the fall. We don't exactly know when. Um, thank you for enlightening us about that. Oh my god, no problem. So I also hear that you're a big Animal Crossing fan. Is that true? I mean, you know what? I dabble. How how much is dabbling? <laughs> like maybe like two hundred and forty hours. <laughs> oh my! Already? Wait, uh, how long is it? Uh, if that's it's been out for like four months, because that's how long we've been quarantining. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a lot of hours for four months. I'm sorry. You know what? I have friends that have played way more, so don't judge me. I love the abandoning <laughs> of the math. We don't get I'm like I'm like <laughs> look, two all right, two hundred and forty hours in four months, that's like sixty hours a month, right? So that's at least like fifteen hours that's that is fifteen hours a week. So that is a side job. That is a part time job a week that you put into Animal Crossing. That's impressive. Correct. Your house, your island must look amazing. Uh, I mean it it needs improvement. Let's put it that way. All right, what are you what are, what what are you doing now? 240 hours in. What's the goal for for Animal Crossing? The goal right now, I'm still working on my island, just kind of working on the small spaces that I want to put in like little furniture pieces here and there, something for the villagers to enjoy even though they don't walk towards it, but it's fine. No big deal. 
something cute for the summer, you know, a little party time. Something for a the little, girls. A little seasonal area. Yeah, exactly. Something for the girls. That's it. Okay. Okay. Um, what do you think about the latest update? Have you been like, you've been swimming? Have you been doing all these like seasonal events that like playing a big part in your in your playing or not? Yeah, so, um, well, before the update, I really enjoyed the wedding photo shoot uh, with Reese and Cyrus. Um, I just found it, like, something... It made me actually use the photo studio, because I never used it before. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't find (laughs) any use for it. Um, And also getting the items for there just to kind of incorporate it in, like, my house, as well as, like, some other places on the island. Hmm. But I love the diving um, update. I was so happy that they brought that back because that is one thing that I enjoyed about um, just the Animal Crossing franchise, especially the new ones with um, with New Leaf. And yeah, I, I, I just like the fact that like there's more stuff to add to the museum because the museum in this game is amazing. And I'm just so happy oh. to like... Oh, I love the museum. Oh, right? So much. The swimming animation is incredibly cute. I it love is. it. Not only that, but like the different types of dives you could do. <laughs> you do different. What? Yeah, you could just kind of wait in the water by the beach. You could like do a flip. You could just like do a cannonball. It's so cool. I didn't know that. I think it's randomized, or like maybe there's a mechanic oh. to get like oh. certain types. Maybe I didn't but notice that- it. Yeah, check it out next time you go diving. Like, go diving a couple times and you'll see the difference. I want to host a pool party once we get our beach done. (laughs) (laughs) Which has been put on the extreme back burner because I've been playing other things. Yeah. Um, But I, uh, I, I left quite a few works in progress, the beach being one of them. And I definitely want to uh, have everyone over swimming. I saw a very cute synchronized swimming routine on the Reddit the other day. The, the, the gamers just don't stop. No. That they, is, they don't. of course, someone decided to do synchronized swimming in Animal Crossing. Because why wouldn't why they? Not? Why not? Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, That's amazing. Have either of you heard of the rumored slash confirmed update that will be coming? No. Rooster? Uh, No, not Rooster. Ridiculous. Or Brewster? Brewster. Brewster, yeah, Brewster. The most recent update obviously got data mined, and people are looking at what's (laughs) going to be coming up, and there's more and more stuff about the Dream Studio. So we will be able to visit other islands without actually visiting other islands sometime in the near future, I would have to assume. Mm, that would be amazing. So we can go check out Bray's Hyrule-themed little island. Wait, 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 wait. Your island is Hyrule-themed? You know what? It's, it, there is a spot. <laughs> a touch, a touch of Hyrule. A touch, a touch of Hyrule. Yeah, exactly. It's it's there's a spot that's very heavily influenced by the fairy fountain. Oh. And also just like the breath of the wild, like just the way that the game looks itself. That's so exciting. You need to send yeah. us pictures. I didn't know oh my this. God. You guys need to come visit. We do need to come visit. Yeah, we had it on the docket. And then as I mentioned, we <laughs> kind of started playing other things. <laughs> But there's a lot of new summer stuff to collect that I haven't uh, gotten all of yet. There's a lot of new fish and things. I haven't caught any of the sharks yet. So I've got a lot to do in Animal Crossing. I really should dip my toe back in. Pun intended. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thank you for acknowledging that. You're welcome. Um, Bray, before you go, I know that you are also just generally a Nintendo aficionado. And so are you playing any other games on the Switch or elsewhere that you wanted to discuss? Yeah, I mean, like, I know that this game came out quite a while ago. I think it came out in 2017. Just to think that that's a while ago is kind of crazy. But anyway. Yeah, it feels like 10 um, years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing Mega Man 11. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I just recently downloaded it. Um, I have been a Mega Man fan before, especially for Mega Man's um, Zero. Mm-hmm. I really like that series. And um, so far, it's going pretty great. I like the fact that instead of the game being like hard, hard, super hard, the way that Mega Man games have been before, Mm -hmm. you get to kind of choose what level you want to play. So let's just say you haven't played for a couple of years um, and you want to get back into it. There's literally, they literally say that. It's like, oh, you haven't played for a couple of years. You can play at this. And um, with that, you don't necessarily die right away. You get like rescued or like you get a little add on. It helps you with your boost, and then you die. (laughs) (laughs) I might have to try it. I mean, that was always one thing of, like, why I never really got into Mega Man, because I've always heard it was very hard. Those classic games were hard as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And never never let up, ever. No. (laughs) I don't think I've ever beat a Mega Man. I couldn't ever beat a Contra game. Like, those were too hard for me when I was younger. (laughs) Anything else, Bray? Um, other than that, that's it. Like, just kind of going through Mega Man 11 right now. I would say definitely check it out if you haven't. Um, and try it out. as If you wanted something to play as, like, just a, a pastime. Word. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Bray, for joining us. Teaching us about Pokemon. Because it was a lot of shit I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. That the history on Pokemon is so many, so many things. So many, so many problematic things, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, that image is coming back to my head. Uh, where can we find you on the internet? What are the socials looking like? Where can the fans, your new fans, your new gamer friend fans, find you? And your artwork. I would love for my gamer friend fans to find me like on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, those are really my two major platforms. I have like my artwork on Instagram as well. Um, and you can find it at, at Bregory. So B-R-A-E-G-O-R-Y. All right. We'll also link it because we're good like that. We can. Yeah, and you can also find my friend code somewhere on there. If you have a Switch, please add me. I would love. <laughs> Friends, we love to hear it. Hooray. Okay, well, thank you so much. This has been a long time in the making. Thank you, guys. I'm so happy to be a part of this. You don't understand. I appreciate it. Oh, that held up. I'm so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was a motherfucking show. That was a motherfucking show. Hey, in the house, in the motherfucking show, and that was a show. I think you should leave the ad-libbing to me. I hope that our listeners will not leave this show to themselves. They will tell multiple gamer friends. Multiple gamer at friends. At least two gamer friends. Preferably two. more about this show. Tell your regular ass friends. Because you never. <laughs> yo, honestly, look. I, no, like for real. So now that everybody's in quarantine, I've been 
sneak. I've been on the Instagram stories, just you know, just whatever, just clicking through, and I've been noticing a lot of people talk about video games now. And I'm like, wait a second, I have noticed we're playing video games. We need to be playing video games. Everyone is a gamer. Everybody's a fucking gamer. So just tell everybody about this podcast. Fair enough. Basically, great. Just why I review platform of choice. I'm glad you're streamlining this. Uh, thank you very much to all of our Patreon subscribers. We have a new Patreon subscriber. Yes, Sarah, Nerdy, Abner, and now Emma. Thank you, Emma. Y'all the best. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. And, and encourage people to donate to our Patreon because we're only $1 away from meeting our first goal, which is paying to host this damn thing. Yay! I mean, the file is not like us. And the current... Uh, system that we have or whatever we're able to upgrade it because of the current patreon donations so that's exciting and we'll have some more info on that SMP. yeah i gotta update the patreon it's a little, it's a little outdated it's great thanks change it's just great well we will catch you back here in two weeks with another very special episode are all of our episodes very special they are all very special but i think this one is extra duper special extra duper special mm-hmm. well Yeah, I'll take it from you. I'm good with it. I'm good with it, too. Deuces. (laughs) Bye.